Welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about finding the friend who helps us live in freedom, truth, and love. That's the truth. Welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast. That's kind of low-key right there. Okay, you want to? You want me to bump it up? You you start then. Hey, welcome to Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, the podcast that, I don't know, finished it. <laughs> For anybody who needs a friend. That's right. Well, we, you know what? There was a song years ago that was, uh, that was an old, it's a, probably in the old Baptist hymnal. What a friend we have in Jesus. All our hopes and griefs to bear. All our... Whoa. No, it's not hopes and griefs. All our... What brings you to this song? Oh, I'm just thinking... <laughs> I'm just thinking that we do have a best friend oh, in Jesus. Amen. And uh, no, there, there is no friend like Jesus. They absolutely you know, love my, Jesus. My, my favorite part of this love thing the spirit, is love the, Father. the 20, 30, 40 minutes we end up sitting talking. That's really a good sweet time. Oh yeah. Oh. It really is. It fo- it really <clears throat> for those of you who think that we just start off like that, well, there's about 30 40 minutes of just talking and just catching up and what God is doing in our lives and praying. Yeah. And praying, yeah. So uh, I was that's funny you said it cuz I was thinking while we were praying that at this stage of our life with everything going on, like if this actually is our time together. I mean, this you and yeah, me. Yeah, that's true. You know, just where we can Yeah just commune together in in the spirit so it's fun it's fun what do you want to talk well, about today you, you, you yeah. asked me on several occasions in the past few weeks uh how i'm doing hey how's it going and uh and if if i say something that you did not perceive then say well i didn't realize that i've been a little bit quiet um uh kind of like going uh I, what I, my usual line is, man, there's there's just so much there, you know. There's just so much going on, and I stop right there. I just go, there's just so much going on, so much going on. And then you'll be talking about a story and telling me something, and what God is telling you, and what God is telling me about future and future endeavors and what we're doing here. I love those conversations, by the way. Yeah, I love to ask. I ask Tina. I ask people. Tell me, tell me what the Spirit's telling you. Yeah, I love to hear those stories. Yeah, because right? it, it kind of connects me. Like I want to be part of the story too, and I can borrow your story yeah, sometimes for sure. Yeah. And what do I say usually though when you start talking and I go, okay, what do I say? That's too much. That's too that's, much. Yeah, yeah that's I enough. Say, stop, that's stop, enough. Stop, stop, stop. Oh, that's part of our conversations on the phone too over the years. We'll be talking, right? And sometime in the conversation, sometime around there, you'll go, okay, 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 that's enough. That's enough. It's almost like your your circuits are about to blow. Right. And and and, and what we uh, we I told you this two or three weeks ago, and I said, you know, and, and I said, listen, that's my that's a habit of mine. I just kind of go, no, it's too much. It's too much. Stop. 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 Don't tell me anymore because I can't I, I can't process it. Okay. And you said something that's just absolutely true from the Holy Spirit. That you know when 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 the Spirit says something to you that is absolutely true that you put into me or vice versa, the Spirit doesn't go. My Spirit doesn't go. Well, that Spirit kind of messed up a little bit. He didn't quite you know mean it like that. Well, when you said that to me, uh, which was, do you remember what you said? You're capable of more than you think. Oh yes, yeah, so we we have a much more capacity. I said, let the Spirit tell you when it's enough. Right. Don't just turn it off. Right. And when I when I heard that, I said, "Absolutely, I think it's just it's been part of my um, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, I'm not going to go into my life, but I'm it's it, something has has always stopped me from taking more in, thinking I can't uh, take more in information or 
love or whatever, whatever. Here's uh, love. No, what it is? I think is. Well, I think it's probably love and information. But D.L. Moody said one time when he was praying that uh, he he had gotten into this place with the Spirit, and he was praying. And he, there's oh. a, there's a famous quote where he says. I asked, I told the Lord to something, you know, he, the way they talked back then, stay his hand because I could not take, there was so much love flowing over me that I thought I would die. You know, he was like, so he was, wow. D.L. Moody was where, where you are. Like, oh, this is going to kill me if I take any more of this. It's so overwhelming. All right. well, so you're, you're in good company. I'm in good company You and D.L. Moody. So here's the thing. The, the past several months, uh, I, I believe I've been walking in an enlightenment stage, okay? I, don't, I hate to use that word because it sounds so sophisticated and uh, very airy and spacey and out there, but I'll call it maybe a growth part of my life, okay? That's been happening three, four, five months now. There's been a growth. And here's what, 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 what the deal is here. All my life, all my life, my biggest growth, and we even talked about it very quickly. You talked about divorce. All my life, the biggest growth spurts of my relationship with the Lord has always been through trials and problems, right? Rick Amato's favorite line, favorite line uh, when, he was, when he was an evangelist that came to our church is, the seed to your greatest powers hidden in the heart of your worst problem, okay? Mm -hmm. So I've always experienced through the problems of my life, through the trials of my life, through the failures of my life, through the challenges of my life, if I focused on the Lord and Jesus, and got his strength in perspective, it was a tremendous growth. Growth was when I had trials. Here's what's a little bit different, Ron, and hopefully you can speak into it or go in another direction, wherever you want to go. Here's the deal. Past three or four months, five months, whatever it may be, life has been okay. It's actually been very good, okay? And it's the first time I've actually grown in the spirit without any trials, okay? without any problems, major problems. You know what I'm talking about. And here's the line, because you talk, you, you texted me yesterday. You said, hey, give me a good word. What's, what's on your mind? What's, what, what's a word that, that, that God is telling you? And I think I said something like, you know, I'm happiest when I am focused on the Lord, what I can do for people, looking out ministry-wise or growth-wise and, 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 and bringing people into this community, our tribe, and then how, when I'm on the mundane day-to-day, moment-by-moment times that I have to focus on other things, I'm just not as happy. It's almost like focus, I guess it's in the Bible, because that's one of our funny lines, that focus on Jesus and what was the line? Uh, I don't know what the line is. You know, keep your eyes on Jesus. Walk with your head up. and. You're talking about... Uh I don't, I don't know. Walk in the spirit and you won't fulfill the deeds yeah. of the flesh? Right. Is that what, I don't know. Are you talking I, about what Mike would say? Uh, if you have Jesus on one hand and your problems on the other, if you focus on Jesus, your problems don't overwhelm you? Is that what you... All I'm saying is when I'm focusing on Jesus, I'm the happiest. Mm. And I... <laughs> and, and, and... There's day-to-day -day things, moment-by-moment -moment things that take your mind off of that. And I'm not saying that's bad. I'm just saying I'm happiest when... My mind is focused on King, on on the Lord. That's it, and that's what's and that's what I've been thinking. That's what I've been thinking. I've been going, 
you know, hey, how's, how's your day going? That's, it's been okay. Uh, well, it's not a great day. And I said, why, why wasn't it a good day? And I go, geez, I hadn't even thought about you, Lord. I've been so busy. This is going on. This is going on. And, and I'm trying to have that happiness um, all the time. That's it. You know, I'm, I'm going to tell you another thing. I didn't tell you this. You don't even know about this. There's a guy came to me, 70 years old. I've known him for a long time. Real quick story. He comes to me, he wants a gift certificate because he wants to be a comedian, okay? The guy's kind of an obnoxious kind of guy. He talks a lot. He's 70 years old, young. I give him a gift certificate. Here's the bottom line. I end up going to his comedy show at Push Comedy in, on Granby Street. Oh, my gosh, I hope. Okay, it doesn't matter. I got to be honest. It, it, I knew it was going to be bad. I didn't realize how bad it was going to be, okay? But here's the whole point. I had a different perspective. I was going there uh, because I, 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 I was going to see, look, this guy wanted me there. He, he, he was trying to get an audience. And he had like 35 people there. He was trying to get an audience. And I had a different perspective this time. First of all, I never would have gone. Heck no, I'm not going to go. I know it's going to be bad. I didn't realize how bad it was going to be. But I went with a different perspective. And I said, let me go. Let me love on this person. Let me show him support. And let's see what God has to show me in this thing. And I don't want to talk. Ah, he showed me a lot of things. He showed me. I'll, I'll tell you the one thing he told me. I know I'm going all over the place, but this is really important. The guy was trying at 70 years old to find out who his identity was. At 70 years old. Okay. 70 years old, young. He's a young 70 year old. He's thinking his identity is a comedian and that he's he's a funny guy and he's not a funny guy he's just an obnoxious guy and and people have told him and and I'm sure people in that audience told him how great he was and he barely made him a fool out of himself <laughs> do you really want to say that he did it was bad Ron um it was bad so why I don't know where how does that connect to being well, happy well, this is the way it connects. <clears throat> I did something that I never would have done. Okay. I try to see in the situation what God was trying to show me. Right. Okay. And maybe I was too harsh. Okay. Maybe I was too harsh with, you know, it was bad. But I, that's it. I, I'm trying to do things that I would normally just say, no way I'm going to do that. And just go into the moment and, and see what God has to show me. And, and look in, look deeper into the situation than... Uh, just dismissing it. So are you saying, trying to be happy, so, right? So are you saying, there, just to put uh, uh, you know a bow on it? Are you saying you went to the you went to the seventy year old's uh, comedy show because the spirit uh, told you to go? Yes, yes, All right, yes. Because listen, going back to the happiness thing, because I said there's something there that I need to see. There's something I need to do instead of saying no to it. <clears throat> Spirit saying that, go ahead, go, go, go. And I said, okay, listen, I'm happiest when I'm around you and, you're, and I'm doing what you want me to do and I have my eyes on you. So I went. And it was, one side, it was terrible, okay? It wasn't funny. It was worse than I thought. But the other side was, I was seeing, there's a lot of insight that I saw that God was telling me about that. One of them was, this guy doesn't know who he is, you know? Hmm. And in the midst of a terrible routine, I'm just thinking about God. And I'm happy in the midst of it. Hmm. 
this is addressing an issue that everybody uh, has a question about. And the question is, um, can you, you know, the Bible says pray without ceasing. You know, Paul says pray without ceasing, uh, which has always been one of those things like, oh, can, can I do that? Which is also, you know, Jesus says abide in me and I'll abide in you. And, mm. and so it's a continual, uh, unbroken uh, uh, situation, circumstance. It's like you get up in the morning and you're, you're abiding in Christ and you go throughout the day and you're abiding with Christ. Mm. Mike would have taught us, Mike Wells uh, would have taught us or did teach us that the best translation of a, the word abide was probably recognize. Uh, think about that word re recognize re means do again uh, cognizance means think you know so rethink also cognizant see again so see again what the truth is where you are you know who see him again see yourself again in relationship to him I, I told you not too long ago that I think I use these words I'm driving down the road and, and a lot of this happens in my car. You know, I've got, everybody has your special place where you feel more. Yeah. I don't know what it is. But anyway, uh -huh. in my car is a special place for me with the Holy Spirit. And often I'm driving along and I'm so aware of his presence. We're not really talking about anything, but I'm just aware of his presence so much that every other thing takes up its place around him. And I think that's what you're talking about because it's really not happiness. Happiness is about circumstances. Happiness comes, you, you don't remember this, I, don't, I know you don't, but the very first sermon that I ever preached uh, was at Atlantic Shores 30 years ago. They let me preach, which was probably a mistake because I was probably a worse preacher than that comedian was a comedian. But the theme was, happiness is in happenstance, but joy is in Jesus. And the word hap actually means luck, you know. Uh, hapless is a way of saying someone's luckless, you know. Happy is something that depends upon circumstances. You had a big night at Orpex. Oh, I'm happy. Uh, you you uh, hmm. had a good interaction with your kids or your wife. Oh, I'm happy. Right. But joy is in Jesus. And I, what's funny is I was a bad preacher, but I had the but I had the right. <laughs> it was right because as I'm driving and I recognize the presence of Jesus, the presence of the Spirit, like I, I'm aware, I recognize, I see again that I am not just this guy driving in a car in Norfolk and half a hurricane now because we got a hurricane now we got a nor'easter I am actually a son of God in the kingdom of God doing the work of God and he, I'm going along with him and he's and he's uh and he's pleased to be with me and now everything else takes it takes up its place around that and now my relationship with my wife is if it isn't sorted out it's not something that's going to stay unsorted out. Right. It's going to get sorted out. Right. And it's, it, it'll be okay. Right. Uh, my finances aren't sorted out. Right. Well, amen. It'll get sorted out. Right. Uh, whatever. My health. I'm, I'm not. And, and everything comes into its proper orbit around the true center. And, and it takes up its place. And now it's like, I, I actually feel so joyful when that happens. That, that feeling you're talking about, I feel so joyful that... That can happen through suffering because suffering is yeah. actually what knocks the false thing out of the center of your universe. I like what you said about joy, but, but my point I'm trying to make is this. 
I'm, I'm joyous when I'm thinking about these things, of, of godly things, of, of true things. But I find myself getting wrapped up in my, the day-to-day mundane things, not mundane, but the day-to-day moments of the moments, and I realize I've, I, hadn't had, I haven't had that joy for an hour, five hours, the day. And I go, oh my gosh. Well, it isn't really your joy in him that's your strength. It, it's his joy in you. You know, the Bible says, oh. for the joy of the Lord is our strength. If you actually read that the way it's written, it's not, okay, I take joy in you. I, I, I really concentrate and I really work on being, you know, enjoying you. That's not what it is. It's his joy in us. It's like the recognition, oh, he, he enjoys you. So I, I think part of, the, part of our little Christian ghetto that we live in is, uh, is that this idea that, oh, I wasn't thinking about him for, oh, that's, while I was go cooking. Into that. Yeah, I know. What you, well, that's what you just said. Exactly. Like, I realized that's exactly I was, right. Well, I mean, w- were you? I mean, were you, were, you, were you not with him? Were you doing something that was anti Christ? I mean, listen, I got, a, I got a great relationship with my wife. I love my wife, but I, I don't have to constantly look, stare at her okay. and go, I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about you. I like to just sit on the couch next to her. No one's talking about anything. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm doing Wordle, <laughs> or now I'm doing this movie frame thing where you look at one frame of a movie and try to figure out what it is. And and she's just sitting there, and I know she's there, and okay. and I'm I'm joyful in the presence of this very special, important person. So maybe what you're I don't know if you're saying you're actually getting knocked out of the presence of God because which is I don't impossible. think so. No, the 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 problem is about belief. Do you believe that while you're doing these quote unquote mundane things that that's somehow less than uh, important than thinking about? Uh, well, I'm gonna yes do well. I mean that's 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 the lie of the enemy. That's a lie. Well, it's theologically incorrect. I mean, God made a garden and He put a man and woman in and said, "Work it." He didn't say worship. He said, work it. Work the land. Put your hands in the dirt. Do a garden. You know, he likes it. He's into it. He got into a body. He said, I like it. I like being, I like, I'm going to come be like one of you. I'm going to do that. And and you can you can enjoy the what you call the most mundane. As a matter of fact, that's what I've discovered. Like when I'm mowing my grass, you know, wow. and cleaning up from a hurricane, which I was this weekend, as I'm mowing the grass, I am communing. That's become another place. It's like, okay, driving is mundane. Driving is a mundane yeah, task, but, but my car is filled with the presence of God now. So I think it's a matter of change, asking him to help you change your perspective. Like, I think there's right. nothing mundane. There's nothing mundane. Listen, there's nothing mundane. You're, you're actually mowing the grass is, a, is worship. Uh, cooking is worship. Cleaning the house is worship. These are are places where I'm doing things together with him. And and I think this state that you're coming into, this you called it enlightened. I like that. I like that because it is an enlightenment. Because as the light as the light grows and you become able to see things more clearly, I think what's going to happen and is happening to me too, by the way. I'm not trying to hold myself out from it. But what's happening to you is the light is starting to dawn and you're starting to realize that everything is holy and that every, every moment is holy. Uh, that... You know, cleaning a toilet is holy. That actually, the, as the re- the light comes brighter and you recognize the presence of Jesus in every moment, it fills my heart with joy. I'm actually en- enjoying oh, wow. 
oh. life more than I ever did because I know who I, I am and I know who, well, I know who he is and helps me know who I am. And cleaning a toilet is what I do or cleaning a, or cooking some eggs, which I actually, I cooked my own breakfast this morning. Good Aren't you, you proud of me? Good for uh, you. I enjoyed it. That's good. No, I, 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 I totally in agreement with you. Totally in, in agreement with you. And I think if we can just land it here a little bit, uh, I think that's what's changed. There is something going, like I told you, there's something going on. I think, uh, you know, you just don't go from one to a hundred. I'll never get to a hundred. Uh, but there's something changing in me and, uh, I'm just verbalizing it. You're speaking into it and vice versa. And, uh, I think that's a good point. There's nothing mundane. There's nothing mundane. Well, not even that. Go back to, let, let's, let's, let's go back to the comedy club for a second. Let's, right. let's land it here. Okay. Like, Okay, so the Holy Spirit invited you to a comedy club. It was a terrible show. It was it was it was not funny. It was uh, you know not a place that you go. Hey, I'm having a a good time. Oh oh yeah, but see, you weren't there to see a comedy show. Correct. You were there to be with the Holy Spirit. Correct. And let Him show you whatever He showed you. Now now the kingdom maybe the kingdom work is because you were there in that place. And who knows? Who right. knows? I hear you. Not Just, saying I know this. Go ahead. But maybe because you were there. This seventy-year-old guy who doesn't know who he is helps it, you. You go. Oh, now that I see that you don't know who you are, I can help you. Right. I can help you find out who you are, which is the kingdom. It's people who know who they are helping other people find out who they are, which changes the world, and it's the kingdom come. Thanks for joining us today for this week's episode of Ron and Nick's Best Friend Podcast, where we talk about who the best friend who tells us how to live in freedom, truth, and love. For more information about him or the show, you can join us at www.ronandnicksbestfriend.com. And don't forget to subscribe. I think it's great. No, that's there's great stuff there. <laughs>